Joining us now is Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada to give us an update on the prairie canola crop. We are dry across the prairie. Um, dry and um, also really warm. So the, the heat waves that have been moving through, Alberta's been seeing that, um, which is obviously not normal for them. Uh, so canola is, is struggling within this heat. Uh, we really need some timely rains. Uh, this over the weekend in Alberta, they did have some kind of scattered showers and some bigger thunderstorms. Uh, but we're going to continue to need those to help kind of revive this crop and push it through the heat that we've been seeing this summer so far. Just looking forward here, Manitoba. Anyways, it's supposed to the heat's supposed to continue here this week. Um, I guess still still concerns there. Or? Yes, yeah, continued concerns. Uh, I know there were some thunderstorms roll through the area last night, uh, but looking at the forecast, you know, we're kind of 30 degrees each day. Um, overnight, it doesn't quite cool off enough, so there's still that elevated stress within the crop. Um, bulk of our acres are in flowering right now, right, which is uh, kind of that really susceptible stage for heat blast. What happens there is the, the pods don't end up forming. Um, so they drop off. Uh, with how dry it's been, we're also going to really struggle to uh, fill those pods. So yes, we might have pods forming, uh, but then the seeds within them will not uh, kind of bump up and be full. Uh, so that's just something to be watching for, especially if we start seeing some stunted pods. Um, you know, the canola is starting to root really deep, so it's getting into some of that, you know, subsoil moisture. Uh, but we continue to need moisture throughout this really hot, hot period. I uh, like that the forecast doesn't look overly promising. Um, we've got some, some continued high temperatures to, to look out for. Any issues with, with disease at this point or...? You know, that's one thing in a dry year, our, our fungal pathogens don't really care for. Um, so sclerotinia risk has been very low. Um, we're starting to get a little bit more humidity, so there's that potential for it. But typically, a, a disease like sclerotinia, which is one we're trying to manage right now, it, it needs um, some soil moisture, and it needs uh, quite a bit of it to get the sclerosis uh, to germinate and, and produce uh, new spores to cause infection in this year's crop. So uh, disease overall has been, has been low. Um, when we look at other diseases like club root, they need moisture throughout the entire canopy as well, or, or within that soil uh, to really spread and cause lots of damage. So um, n- not a big year for, for disease concerns. Our, our focus has actually kind of shifted more over to insects this summer. Uh, a lot of insect species uh, thrive in these hot, dry conditions. Talk a little bit more about that and, and what you're seeing there. Yeah, you know, when we look at prairie-wide, um, southern Alberta is kind of typically our cabbage seed pod weevil area. Um, the growers had to manage them early on, high levels, um, so they were kind of spraying them, going into flowering. Uh, now there's also pockets across the prairies that are dealing with ligus, so that's something for all growers to kind of um, make note of. I, I know I've been finding them here in Manitoba as well. Uh, t- right now is not the kind of the damaging period for them. They feed on the pods, and, and that's where that uh, you know yield loss will come from. So getting out there and just sweeping, seeing what kind of numbers you're at. Uh, while you're out sweeping, you know, look for, for cabbage seed pod weevils. That's something that's kind of new for Manitoba. So kind of exploring that and finding where they are within the province. Um, as we move on, we're also dealing with grasshoppers. Uh, grasshoppers are out there. Typically, they don't feed on canola. Um, but, you know, we, if, if it continues to be this dry and the grass has started to disappear, they will move into anything that's green and start feeding. So just like the, being out there scouting is the, the best thing that we can be, be doing right now. That was Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada.
lack of precipitation has started to affect the cattle market in parts of western Canada. Golden West David Zamet recently caught up with Donnie Peacock, an auctioneer for Swift Current's Heartland Livestock, to gain some insight into why the cattle market has started to struggle. Boy, there looks to be a very, very drought-driven run going to happen here through July and August. Unless we get some very, very significant rainfalls, uh, the cow run has been big so far and it's been very, very strong up until two weeks ago. And then from the top cows bringing a dollar to a dollar ten for the big fat kill cows, they are now in that 85 to 95 range. Certainly uh, significant. Uh, no doubt that's looking towards the volumes that are coming. We're also starting to see some people digging into their very own replacement breeding heifers and bringing those to town. Fortunately, the feeder cattle market very active right now. You hearing much provincially about the cattle market? You know, I guess, what's going on with that? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. A big portion of this province is uh, drought significant. Uh, we could, if it doesn't change, we could see uh, one of the most major sell-off of cow herd this fall that uh, I've seen in my lifetime, and I've been around a while. I guess what is currently moving uh, at a decent price? Uh, the replacement heifers that people are bringing and hoping to be able to hang on to the mature cows. So far, they're very, very strong. Uh, we've had some very good eight-weight uh, black, black brockle heifers trading from by the pound for the feeder market from fourteen twenty up to $1,520 a head. So that, that's very, very active, very significantly on the positive side. So it certainly could be a bit of a buyer's market. I mean, they could uh, get some cattle at uh, cheaper prices potentially. Well, the only thing is, is where are people going to go with these cows? My fear is uh, if uh, feed hay is unavailable to buy or if it's, uh, you know, north of $200 a ton, will these cows just come to town and sell and go to the packer buyers? I mean, uh, it, it could be really serious. And... Uh, uh, our Saskatchewan cow herd could be in jeopardy of dropping major numbers, and I don't think it'll ever bounce back if it does. What's the outlook uh, ahead for uh, Heartland Livestock? You guys got a bunch of cattle coming in in the next little bit? or? Yeah, well, we already have a 1,000 yearlings booked for this uh, coming Tuesday sale. And, I mean, those, those cattle, uh, some of them are breeding quality heifers that never would have come to town but have been staying home and raising their own calves in the upcoming years and some of them are grass or yearlings that uh, would not have traded for uh, for another month month and a half is there anything else about the market that stands out to you currently it is very very uh uh on a cliff with what feed becomes available and maybe if there's some crops wrote off by crop insurance and turned into feed that might possibly uh work to save a cow herd but uh we're moisture dependent from here on in to you see what's going to happen. That was Donnie Peacock, an auctioneer with Swift Current's Heartland Livestock, chatting with Golden West reporter David Zemmett. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of David Zamet, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.